You're listening to Alicast, a deep dive into innovative and emerging trends in e-commerce, online payments, and digital entertainment. In this episode of Alicast, we're joined by Peter Baldasti, the co-founder and CEO of luxury brand Nanushka and fashion investment platform Vanguards. A little bit about Peter before we get going. A Hungarian native, he is driving the international expansion of the Buddhist-born Nanushka. Peter and his wife, Sandra Sandor, co-founded Nanushka in 2005. It has since received global recognition for its focus on craftsmanship and sustainability with a modern minimalist aesthetic. The brand has been worn by Michelle Obama, Yang Mi and Billie Eilish and is now out to make a big splash in China. Peter, thank you for joining us on Alicast. Hi, Alison. Thank you. Hi, everyone. It's a pleasure to be here. In my research, I heard you say that you've never paid for celebrity endorsement. It's just that Yang Mi and Billie Eilish, these celebrities, like the brand. That's right. That's still the case. Indeed. Never, we have never had any paid partnership with any of the celebrities who love wearing Nanushka. They either do it because they love the aesthetic and the design or because they are very much aligned with the values of the brand. That is, I think, the best feedback because, you know, they could have picked brands who are happily paying them tons of money, but instead they, they wear Nanushka. So that's something which we are very proud of. Nanushka is certainly making waves in the fashion and the business world. What is it about the business model that's driving the growth? I think in fashion, there is not really uh, one secret recipe for success. For Nanushka, I think the first thing is that Sandra, our founder and creative director, she has a very distinctive point of view of how fashion should be and what good fashion for her is. And um, she has this particular perspective on how spirit shines through matter. She wants her spirit and the spirit of the brand to really shine through the products that she's designing. There is a lot of consideration and a lot of heart and soul that go into designing these products. A lot of love. And on more on the business aspect, Nanushka is offering a more accessible, more democratic price point. The quality and the design of our products are very much on par with um, the top, top luxury brands in the world. But still, we are, we are offering this, what we call, you know, new form of luxury. We believe that Nanushka's strength is uh, what we call a new heritage. Because craftsmanship and the inspiration from beautifully handmade products. And um, another key aspect is uh, sustainability. In 2016, when I joined the business, that this was one of the key strategic pillars that we agreed on with Sandra and the team. That allows us to be a little bit ahead of the curve. We work with many innovative and sustainable materials. And then sometimes sustainable fashion, responsible fashion might seem a bit of a compromise aesthetically. And what we do, I think, is that we are able to create beautiful, desirable products which are at the same time sustainable, better for the planet. Also, the, the fact that we are coming from a, a small country, more humble background, it also gives us, I think, a good approach towards understanding our customers and understanding what they want and what they like and how they can relate to us and how they can be part of our community. So this is also, I think, a critical factor in, in the success of Nanushka. And of course, we have a pretty good team of uh, young, talented, creative people from all over the world. And that's obviously the most important thing of all of these aspects. 
Nanushka already has a flagship store in Budapest, New York and London. Could you tell us a little bit more about your plans for further international expansion? We already have a store in Shanghai um, now, so that's um, another very, very important milestone of the business. We are very, very proud of it. We are opening another store in Chengdu in November this year. And next year, um, we do hope that we can open a store in Beijing. Our plan is to have uh, nine stores by 2026 in China. But at the same time, we are also expanding in North America. And a few more openings in Europe are in the making. Milan and Paris are the next two targets, just to really cover all the fashion capitals of the world with uh, Paris, Milan, Shanghai, New York. I think we can kind of secure these locations when the, the right presence and the right coverage for Nanushka. Having listened to you speak at conferences, and it really does sound like you've had your eyes on Asia for some time, and China sounds like it's going to be your biggest investment for the coming few years. Why is that? Clearly, we all know that China will become the world's most important luxury market. So evidently, for business reasons, any brand who has goals to grow the business will need to go to China. And we don't know when um, international travel will actually be back. And interestingly, before the pandemic, we already had a really good traction, both online and in our Budapest and New York store with Chinese customers. And um, actually, Budapest has a, a big Chinese community. Historically, also in our Budapest store, we have uh, many, many regular Chinese customers. And everyone was, you know, advising us, that, oh, guys, you are doing such a beautiful job. Why don't you just open something in China? But here we are, and it's finally happening. You launched on Alibaba's Tmall this year. Can you tell us how that's going? And why is it important to build an omnichannel brand in China? Well, it's been a journey and um, we finally had the launch in, in mid-October. So far, we have seen amazing response, but we're really just starting up and um, all our activations and marketing campaigns and building our community and building this direct relationship with the community is just starting up now. But we feel that the potential is much, much bigger than what we have uh, achieved so far. Every brand will have to aim for owning as much of the customer relationship as possible and to have a direct conversation, a direct dialogue with customers, which is not just selling more to them, but understanding them better and having this relationship nurtured in the best possible way. Because Nanushka is a very community-driven brand. We are friends of our customers. We would love to know them better. We love to talk to them. I mean, I love spending time in the London store and actually meeting and seeing people there, what they do, what they shop, how they do that. And I think you can kind of do the same thing online if you actually manage the relationship well. So this direct feedback and direct relationship is the most critical factor in building an omnichannel approach to a market. As we're chatting, and the world's largest retail event is underway, 11.11. I'd love to hear what Nanushka has got planned for Chinese consumers in this festival. We have a lot in the plans for the next 12 months, but 11.11 was the, was the most difficult thing for us. We were planning and designing a, a pretty amazing capsule collection for 11.11, but then due to all the various delays, we ended up not being able to produce and deliver the capsule to China. So we decided that 
that for, for 11.11, we'll do certain online activations and campaigns, but the capsule collection, it ended up not making it. So we decided that we will focus on all the activations which are ahead of us, particularly, of course, the Chinese New Year capsules and other big events for 2023. Festivals and promotions do seem to be evolving very rapidly. Why is it important to offer these kind of exclusive capsule collections and build loyalty and membership and have that nurture that relationship with customers as opposed to what's traditionally been known as discounting drives around these festivals? I feel that it's very much a cultural question for us. I think if you want to succeed and maximize the potential of a market like China, you have to understand the local culture. And working on capsules and working on special projects could allow actually the entire company and also our design team to understand the culture better, to understand the customer better. The team has spent days and weeks on just doing research, working with our partners in China, with our PR and communication agencies to really understand what the local Nanushka customer would love to have. I'm curious now, what have you learned from your research about what the Chinese consumer wants? What insights are you feeding into that capsule collection? Well, honestly, I think the design team and Sandra would be in a much better position to answer that question because they have gone through that process. We chatted about it, actually, for instance. Colors are very important for Nanushka. And Nanushka has a very particular color palette. What would our Chinese community prefer to have and wear. And it's very different than our, I don't know, California color palette. And this is something that this is a learning process that you have to go through. And I think every brand has to go through. Fascinating. Um, I believe the future of fashion is widely seen as more sustainable. Nanushka has this deep-rooted sustainable ethos. In your market research, how do you feel that that aspect of your brand will be received? We are shocked by how much the Chinese customers are educated on the topic of sustainability. It's literally shocking, particularly the new generation and even millennials are highly educated on the topic and they are very conscious in their choices. That's what our research showed to us. And also the discussions we have had with our partners, either on retail or digital partners, actually showed us that it's more educated than other markets, even Western markets. So that was a big revelation for us. It's also an opportunity for us to actually keep that conversation going because there is so much greenwashing going on now and that you can speak so vaguely about sustainability and so easy to you know claim certain sustainability credentials and actually not really living up to the promise. So we feel that being transparent with our Chinese customers and community will be the key thing. Zooming back out, it's clear that ownership by Vanguard supercharged Nanushka's development uh, starting from 2016. What's been the secret of building a successful fashion house, if you will, the marriage between business acumen and creativity? Yeah, you're pointing into the really the right direction. Although, yes, it's some, some sort of cliche to say that, but you have to find that balance between artistic creativity and the right level of business acumen and, and business framework. That's, I think, the most important thing that me and my approach has brought to Nanushka 
and my team's approach is a, some sort of a framework, a certain way of thinking about how you channel your creative ideas into something which is marketable and authentic, true, but also desirable at the same time. Thank you so much for your insights, Peter. It's been fascinating. Thank you very much. I appreciate it a lot. Thank you so much for being interested in our journey and our story. And I hope we'll speak soon. And thank you everybody for tuning in to Alicast. If you liked what you heard, please search Alicast on Spotify or Apple Podcasts and hit follow. Alicast is produced and edited by Yashan Zhao. At Alibaba, we seek to keep you abreast of the innovative and emerging trends in e-commerce, online payments and digital entertainment. Thank you and goodbye for now.